Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. As always, I'm excited that you're here. I'm very excited about our guest today, Dr. Chia Gaze Fawale. And we're going to be talking about all things real estate, right? I go like doctors, real estate, changing medicine, but it's all going to come together in a second. So welcome to the show, Dr. Chia Gaze. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Yeah, me too. So let us start off from here. You are a pediatric anesthesiologist and why real estate? Like, what does that have to do with your career path? How did you get there? Okay, so I, I usually tell the story that I just started watching TV. I was watching TV one day during residency, and I think I was pregnant at the time, actually. I saw this, these guys, Tarek and Christina, flip or flop, make 60K on one flip. And I was like, wait, what? These guys just made my entire annual salary in one episode with, okay, fine. I know it's like three months or whatever, but, but whatever it was, it was one TV episode and they made 60K, which was more than my, my salary at the time. And I'm like, I need to figure out what they're doing because I want to do the same thing. And then I began just like, you know, reading and learning and just really dove into real estate. And at the time, I mean, I learned everything, but I didn't have money. So ended up finding a flip down in Norfolk, Virginia, and the rest is history. Well, wait, how did I figure out the funds part? I partnered with my dad on the first one. <laughs> and then used the, used the credibility from that to then build build subsequent deals, should I say. Do subsequent deals, should I say. Yeah, That is good. You owe your dad forever. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So what are your thoughts? So we're looking at a time where for doctors, we do need to figure out financial freedom. I think before the pandemic, it was obvious to some, it was obvious to me that what we were doing was just not working. And then the pandemic made it so obvious that we need to, the system is not going to take care of us. We're going to have to figure this stuff out. And there's so many ways to do this, but what do you think? Should all doctors, most doctors invest in real estate or is this something just for a few people? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think every physician needs to invest in real estate. It is the easiest way to generate meaningful income outside of your physician job. I mean, if you think of what the other options are to actually like build additional income, it's like, okay, well, you know, build a business or buy a business, heck. But with real estate, it's buy a house, put a tenant, make money. Obviously, there are nuances of doing that. But at the core of it, it's literally buying a house, putting a tenant and making money from it. <laughs> okay. So now when you say that to you, it's like, yeah, buy a house, put, put a tenant there and make money, which is what it is. But there's so many people listening who are going to go like, well, I wouldn't even know where to start. So what do you tell them? Where do they start? So there are obviously, you know, there are books, there are websites, there are tons of things. Okay. And I, when I decided myself, 
that was how I started. You know, I, I devoured a ton of real estate books. I was I went on bigger pockets, like a free, you know, free platform or whatever at the time. Listened to a ton, a ton of forum of podcasts, read a ton of forum posts, asked a ton of questions over a long period of time. But now I have my program now that I'm like, listen, you can do all of that. <laughs> you can do all of that. Or you can simply come hang out with us in the Savvy Docs program where I give you like in a nice step-by-step framework to get started and not just get started. Because one thing that I find a lot actually when I talk to physicians is that they end up spending a ton of time in the learning phase. So they actually go out and they actually like read the books and listen to the podcast and, you know, do all those things. But then four years later, they're still like, yeah, I just want to make sure that I pick the right location. It's like, seriously, in four years, you've missed four years of, of appreciation. Okay. So what I do specifically is particularly for people who have either not started at all and don't know where to start, or they've kind of analyzed and analyzed and analyzed themselves to inaction. For those guys, I say, hey, listen, we have a plan. I give you 90 days. Like, listen, let's just bang this thing out. Pick a place. Very often I'm doing my um, coaching sessions. I'll have someone tell me, well, I'm trying to choose between this and this. And I'm like, listen, just pick one. Okay. This is not like evidence-based medicine where, or even anesthesia, where you pick the wrong drug and the patient dies, something like that. No, this is just pick one type and run with it. And then eventually you can decide, you know what? I hate this and I'll move on onto a different type. So for what you do with Savvy Docs, you're doing more of helping people to get in action to start taking the steps. Okay. It's, so for, it's the action part that, that I'm, I'm focused on. The head knowledge, we can, I can give it head knowledge in like a few weeks, but the action part is really work hand in hand with people. So for someone who's like, well, I'm not even ready for, I can't even begin to, that's just way out there. And they're like, so I'm going to start with the books and I'm going to start with the podcasts and all of that stuff. What are some recommendations you give them? What books, what podcasts? So the very first podcast that I recommend to everyone, well, first of all, is, is a Bigger Pockets podcast. That one I devoured when I got started. I mean, it was like, it was motivation on steroids for me. I'm also now a contributor on Bigger Pockets itself, the actual like platform. The next one will be the Millennial Real Estate Investor podcast. That one is also motivation, as well as, you know, just tips and hints and, and ideas. Now, if you think about when people come on podcasts, they do their best to try to give as much content as they can. But if you really want content content to be books like how to invest in real estate with, with low or no money down that was very first book i read in real estate and for me that basically took out all the walls that said you can't do this because you don't have money that was the first one so many more i did like 14 books that first year which at the time was like a lot for me because i hadn't done any reading before then <laughs> And you are what, a resident or a fellow at this time? I was a resident. So in addition to your resident life. Okay, no, no biggie. Yeah, yeah, you know. But the thing is, I think God, at the time, God blessed me with, with traffic in Brooklyn. So Brooklyn traffic became a blessing in my life. <laughs> because in the morning, it'll be like 24 minutes to um, drive to work. In the evening, it was like an hour, 15 minutes. So that meant I had a whole hour. That's like maybe a quarter of a book per trip going back and forth. So beautiful. Yeah. So if anybody has traffic, we can now convert it to a blessing, convert it to Automobile University and do a lot of learning. I love it. (laughs) Love, love, love it. Now, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you find physicians make when it comes to real estate investing? Um, The first one is not getting started. Thinking they can let everything get perfect to get started or thinking that they don't have what it takes to get started. That's the first mistake that they make. And then on the other hand, there are some that think, oh, like I said at the beginning, oh, it's just buying a house. And I said that kind of not really tongue in cheek because that, then you break it down. That's really what it is. But it's just buying a house doesn't mean you just go buy any house. 
So sometimes they just go by any house and then come back and then asking how they can fix it. And it's like, well, at this point, there is no fixing. And we we say, you know, you make the money when you buy. So the decisions about the property, the decisions about the place are to be made before the property is ever closed on if you want to be profitable. Now, if you just want to just accumulate assets and have no regard whatsoever for profit, then sure, do whatever. But those are the two mistakes that I see them making. Thinking they can bend a property into profit, and that's not the case. You have to plan for the profit beforehand. So that's starting and then starting without a framework for profitability. Exactly. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMDBusinessSchool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. I love it. (laughs) So talk to me about your process, right? Everybody has a process. So when you think about, I want to be good at real estate investing, right? And we're talking about cash flowing rentals. So I want to be good at it. What are the steps? Are there steps? You know, like framework steps, formula. (laughs) Yeah. So the very first step is deciding on your goal. And someone will say, deciding on your why. What is it that you want to achieve with these? And I say this as a very first thing, because even I had to just this year, I've done a couple of shifts, but all driven by self-interest, whatever, introspection and figuring out exactly what my why is. Because the person that wants to invest for a long term, I want to pass this on to my children in the next 30 years is different from the person that is like trying to leave clinical medicine by June. Two completely different strategies. And when you then decide on what exactly your goal is, cash flow now versus long-term wealth in 50 years, there will be areas of you know blending, but the techniques there are different. So when you decide on your why, then the next thing would be to pick a location. Picking a location will be based on that why. It'll be based on the outcomes that you're trying to achieve. So are you going to want to be in a place with um, historical appreciation or in a place that just churns out cash flow? Um, cities are different. Some um, cities, you see the graph go like this in terms of uh, property values, and some tend to be just more kind of flat. And only when the nation has experienced like massive appreciation, do you then see them kind of tilt upwards a little bit that way. But then they cash flow consistently every month. So when you pick your location, then you come down to the neighborhoods. Obviously, there are different types of neighborhoods. I'll say A-class neighborhoods to D, A being your cream of the crop, best properties, best lawns, beautiful, safe, and D being, you don't want to be there, you know, you're checking your back in case you get shot, something like that. And then B and C kind of being in the middle. Those two B and Cs tend to be best, if you may, for long-term rental cash flow. B being on the safer side, C being eh, sketchy, but not terrible. So Bs and Cs tend to do very well in terms of cash flow. As tend to do better when it comes to like flipping properties, getting boatloads of cash in one lump sum. And then when you've picked your neighborhood, the fourth thing now will be for each property that you buy, you run the numbers. So if, for example, you're trying to flip a property, you want to build in your profit from the start. You do like a 70% 70 of what it will sell for when you're done flipping it and then subtract your rehab and purchase your rehab costs to get your maximum purchase price. But if you're trying to keep the property as a 
standard you know, rental, then you still do that 70% number just for the sake of building equity from the start. But more so, you're looking at your monthly numbers to make sure the property cash flows. So you take your rent and then you subtract all your expenses. That's usually where people get hung up because they think that once they can pay their mortgage, they're good. No, there are taxes, insurance, maintenance, management, utilities, repairs. You have to factor all those in and then get your cash flow numbers. But yeah, I totally just did like a whole masterclass in that last two minutes, but... <laughs> but we'll take you. We're doctors. We can handle it. Hey, hey, hey. You went to med school. You got you it. You went to medical school. <laughs> we memorized the Krebs cycle. Yep, we can you figure did. this out. <laughs> Which you never use again and has not put a dime in your pocket. <laughs> but hey, it was for practice for now. But hey. <laughs> okay, so let's say you met a doctor and you guys were at lunch and it's like, you know, I just heard about this real estate thing. I mean, I knew about it, but you know, now I, I really want to start looking to it. You can sense that there's that fear that I don't really think I, I can do it, but I want to explore it. What advice would you give that doc at lunch? Hmm. If you tell me that you want to explore, I would say podcast. That'll be the first thing. Because when you start with the podcast and you start hearing numbers and you start getting inspired, I like start really hearing what people are able to do, you will be running, not walking to get started. Earlier this year, I decided to, to get started with, to kind of shift things a little bit and start doing more short-term rentals. And I was, I'd heard about it, learned about it. But for four years, I held off on actually just because I was scared. And finally in March, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And one night I listened to a podcast and it turned out that the person that was interviewed had started in October when I was contemplating this seriously. And as of January, so October, November, December, he had 15 units. I tell you that night, that was my answer. Okay. <laughs> Since that night, that was March. We're now in April. We have three short-term rental units. I gave one to my, basically gave one that I found to my, my sister, but Effectively, right now we're managing three and I have a couple more in the pipeline and that's one month. So yeah, podcast, I can't underestimate, the, you can't underestimate the power of listening to what other people have done. I love it. So I like to call that immersion. I do a lot of that. Like there's something I think I should do, but I'm kind of scared of it. I don't really believe I can pull it off. And I go find where people who are doing it are talking and I just put myself in there. And the first time I'm like, yeah. And the second time I'm like, third time I'm like, really? And the fourth time I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, like why? Like why haven't we started? Why not? <laughs> okay, so that's so that's good. That's that's really really powerful advice. So real estate, what difference has that made in your life, right? So you invest in real estate, you know, so you're a fellow a few years ago, you're a few years out of residency, still in your thirties, if I may tell the world, but hey. So what difference has it made? Real estate has really changed everything for us, I think. And I, I say that with caution, but I also say it knowing that that's really what it has it has done. What it did for me was it was like a gateway, almost like a gateway drug, if you may. It opened up this world of entrepreneurship to me to the point where now I'm like, all right, well, then are we doing this full time? So what I'm saying like that's, I would never, if you had talked to me in my fourth year of medical school, this would never have been anywhere in my mind, but it has opened up so much to me in terms of like possibilities that when I hear people talking about feeling, you know, locked up in medicine, for example, it's like, I got a secret. You got to come learn my secret because <laughs> at work, like I'm focused on my work, but I know that when I go home, I have other things that I'm busy with, right? Like I'm not hundred percent locked in, in a world of medicine with no exit. Makes sense. Not to mention having physical assets. Like you have a house, like teaching your daughter, like, okay, we have a tenant. The tenant asked us if he could live in our house and pays us money every month. And watching her eyes kind of like, oh my goodness, somebody's paying it. 
it's golden. And you've taken her for a closing too, right? One of your daughters? Oh yeah. She's come for, they've come for um, closings with us. The, our middle baby has come, you know, into our rehabs once it, for them, these things are normal parts of life. So the hangups you had, she's, yep. they're not going to happen because oh, no. they're like, this is how we roll. I don't understand. What do you mean? It's like, mom, do you have a class next, like on, on tonight? It's like, yeah, I have a class. So like even me teaching my real estate stuff has become a part of like their regular. Okay. So someone's like, yeah, I want to know more about this and all the stuff and what you do. And, you know, maybe listen to some other podcast episodes you've done and stuff like this. Where can they find you? Generally savvydoctors.co. Savvydoctors.co. And if you're a savvy and you're a doctor, <laughs> go to savvydoctors.co. <laughs> I love it. All right. So now I like to end the podcast with this question. Mm -hmm. I always tell the doctors, you have to share the episodes because yes, you know, we may not like the experience we're having. There's a million of us. If we do not like the system, we can change it, right? There's power <laughs> in numbers. So why would you say to the doctors listening now, why would you say you absolutely 100% need to share this episode? Because somebody else needs to know there is a mother of three including, and what, how old is she now? 10 weeks, 11 weeks? I don't even know how many weeks my baby is right now. But I have a newborn. I have a job that I'll be returning to in a couple of weeks. But we're still able to build profitable real estate portfolio. Like, there's no excuse. The money is not an excuse because we can find ways to fund deals with, that, with low money down. The time is not an excuse because I rehabbed the house, you know, basically in labor. Exactly. I didn't do it myself. Okay. <laughs> there are ways to get around every single excuse that you can make up we can make it work. There's no reason to be trapped. You got to share the episode. That simple. You heard her. Okay. Any parting words you want to leave us with? I love what you're doing here. I really love the title of the podcast too. I feel like Doctors Changing Medicine is, I mean, it's literally what it is. Like you as a physician are not a victim. You've got power in your hands. Go use it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like we should probably just do a masterclass, but you know, this is a rewindable show. You can go back and listen to yep. it with notebook and, and pen, right? Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. And for everyone listening, I will see you on the very next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine one podcast episode at a time.